Welcome to Halakha of the Harvest with Pardes faculty member, Rabbi Dr. Levy Cooper, a Pardes North America podcast series that explores the peculiarities of fruits and vegetables in Jewish law. From eggplants to capers, forbidden fruits and passion fruits, Levy sinks his teeth into the delicious stories and legal perspectives of rabbinic tradition. And now, here is the Magid of Melbourne, Levy Cooper. Bateavon. This is Levy Cooper coming to you from Tzur Hadassah. In the previous two episodes, we discussed plants that give produce within the first year of being planted, and they give produce for three years or less, but they exhibit various traits of trees. And we asked regarding such plant life, is this a tree or a vegetable? And the question relates not just to the blessing that would be recited on the fruit or vegetable, but it also relates to the question of orla, the first three years of a tree's life when the fruit cannot be eaten. We learnt about the eggplants of Rabbi Eshtori Haparchi and the Radbaz. And we learnt about the papaya from India of the Beni Shchai, Rabbi Yosef Chaim of Baghdad. And now to a halachic relative of the eggplant and the papaya, the passion fruit. Now the passion fruit is actually a story that is close to my heart. Because one of the first questions I was asked as a rabbi here in Tzur Hadassah, was, what is the passion fruit? Now, this fruit, which comes from the Amazon region, is very popular here in Israel and in other places around the world. And the passion fruit looks like a tree. It has a, uh, a trunk. and But... Unlike other trees, the passion fruit gives produce in the first year. And as we learned, this is a characteristic of vegetables. Now, over time, the produce of the passion, passion fruit decreases. And that's the reason why people who grow passion fruit commercially, they uh, renew the trees after three years, which means that they uproot the trees and plant new ones. The truth is, if you really look after the passion fruit and prune it well every year, so the passion fruit can last for longer than three years. Outside of Israel, the passion fruit is susceptible to various diseases. And that's another reason why those who grow passion fruit commercially keep the tree for only three years and then they plant new saplings. In Israel, those uh, diseases that attack the passion fruit trees 
are not common. And therefore, those who grow passion fruit here in Israel don't need to uproot the trees every three years. And here we come to my personal story. In 2007, I dealt with the question of passion fruit intensively, together with one of my dear friends here in Suradasa. We studied the various botanic aspects of passion fruit, and I delved into the sugyot hilchatiyot, the various halachic matters and issues surrounding the definition of fruit and vegetables, and specifically the more recent responses regarding passion fruit. And I found that according to most opinions, the passion fruit was like the eggplant and the papaya, meaning it's a vegetable and we should recite the blessing Borei Pri Hadama and there's no reason, no need to wait for the three-year Orla period before eating it. There was one opinion, a main opinion, that said we should be concerned that maybe since the trunk of the passion fruit tree doesn't renew itself, but it stands there sturdy for the life of the tree, therefore it looks a lot like a tree. And therefore we should be stringent and consider the passion fruit a fruit. That was the opinion of the Chazon Ish. And in light of the Chazon Ish's opinion, there were two streams that developed here in Israel. Those halachic authorities that deferred to the opinions of the Chazon Ish, they said, we should treat the passion fruit like a tree. And those halachic authorities that did not feel that they had to defer to the opinion of the Chazonish, they ruled that the passion fruit is a vegetable. So I summarized the uh, case and described the halachic background. I brought the opinions of various modern rabbis. And at the end of what I wrote, I added that in general, when making halachic decisions, shikulei psika, various meta considerations, are always hovering in the background. Sometimes they play a greater role, sometimes their role is unseen. And I suggested that in the case of the passion fruit, we should seriously consider these meta-considerations when coming to a decision as to how to define the passion fruit as a fruit or a vegetable. In light of that, I suggested that because this is a new fruit, our forefathers didn't eat passion fruit not in uh, Europe, not in North Africa, not in the communities of the East. Therefore, we should try to avoid a situation where there isn't an accepted ruling. And we should try our utmost to find 
one opinion for everybody. I added as a note that I, in general, don't think that we should blur the uniqueness of the tapestry of different customs from different communities. And I would never ask a particular community to give up or forsake that community's customs. Sure, I have a dream of unity amongst the Jewish people, but that is a dream for the end of days. And our reality at the moment is that there are different customs and we should respect the various traditions because those traditions make up the mosaic of contemporary Jewish life. But that is not relevant when we come to deciding a new rule, when we come to discussing a new reality or a fruit that has yet to be clearly categorized. We should make the effort to have one unified halacha. So with the passion fruit, there isn't a matter of where your forefathers came from. And there isn't a matter of of blurring a tradition. Therefore, we should prioritize a position that can be held by the majority, if not all, of Israel. And in this case, most of those rabbis who dealt with the passion fruit, they said it was a vegetable. So I suggested back in 2007, 2008, that that is what we should rule. Passion fruit, just like the eggplant and the papaya, is a vegetable. Now, after I wrote this out, I sent it to a to a journal, a Torah journal, a premier Torah journal, and not mentioning the name of the journal. And the journal decided not to accept the article. Perhaps it was because I was a young whippersnapper, and who was I to talk about such matters as deciding policy? Perhaps it was because of the position I took regarding the customs of different communities. Perhaps it was because I was willing to sideline the ruling of the Chazonish. Perhaps it was the way I related to the expert rabbis who deal on a day-to-day basis in a professional manner with the questions of halacha and botany. Either way, the article never saw the light of print. I, however, continue to recite Borei Pri Ha'adama whenever I eat a passion fruit to this very day. I must admit, I'm not entirely comfortable because here in Surahadasa, there are passion fruit that exist, that are thriving, and they've been around for way more than three years. In fact, there's one tree that I pass every day when I walk from my home to the Beit Knesset, to the shul. And whenever I walk past that tree, 
the tree is silent and just stares at me. And I sometimes turn to the tree and I ask the tree, are you, are you, a, are you a fruit or a vegetable? But the passion fruit refuses to respond. And sometimes I feel that that passion fruit is just continuing to exist in order to challenge me and to make me have a doubt, perhaps I have ruled incorrectly. Or perhaps the passion fruit's looking at me with respect and appreciation that I gave so much time and thought to this tree. And perhaps the passion fruit even whispers, Ki hem yameinu. Our tradition is what gives us life and extends our days. That's all for now. Until the next time, to the meat midrash! Thank you again for downloading this special podcast, Halakha of the Harvest, a production of Pardes North America. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Spotify for all the episodes of A Shot of Torah with Rabbi Dr. Levy Cooper. Thanks for listening.